Hi, I'm James Crichton, and this is Actors on Process. Today is Monday, September 2nd, 2019, and my guest today is Wicked's current alphabet, Hannah Corno. Maybe you saw Hannah in Renaissance Off-Broadway, or on the road as Yitzhak in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, or like me, the first time I saw her on stage when she went on for Megan McGuinness as Jerusha Abbott in the off-Broadway musical Daddy Longlegs. Hannah is a supernova, and is as magical offstage as she is on. Her kindness knows no bounds, and she is a true artist through and through. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and as we near the end of our first season, I encourage you to subscribe to Actors on Process via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream them. If you have any questions, comments, or requests for guests next season, or anything else, please feel free to contact me at actorsonprocess at gmail.com. You can also follow my personal Instagram account at james underscore Crichton for up-to-date information regarding the podcast. And now, without any further ado, Hannah Corno. here. Hi. So now we have arrived. We are in, is this like the star dressing room? Well, one of them. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of the star dressing rooms at the Gershwin yeah, Theater. Definitely, definitely. And I'm here with Hannah yeah. Corno. <laughs> I was going to say my name. <laughs> well, you can, and I think you should. Hannah Corno. <laughs> Excellent. So let me just set up the scene a little bit. So this is a little crazy. Definitely. In 2003, I saw Dina Menzel play Alphaba. Same. <laughs> I, I literally remember it was like November. The show had just opened. I don't think the cast album was out yet. Maybe it was. Mm. And uh, yet here we are sitting. I'm currently sitting in the seat. Or I'm yep. looking at myself in the mirror where all the alphabets <laughs> have gotten ready in the past. Yep. So this is definitely not a big deal. But <laughs> to say this is a surreal moment is an understatement. But here we are. And to start us off really quickly, I just want to know if you can remember where... And when we met. I love this question. Wait a second. <laughs> it's a little okay. tricky because I feel like. Well, I do remember having a really good like bagel and lox lunch with you on yes. the Upper West Side. But mm-hmm. that was not the first one. You also right. saw me in Daddy Long Legs. Which yes. Which was the first kind of like in the early days. Correct. Early development it, of the friendship. Was it at a party at Ben Holtzman's apartment? No, but Where? shout out to Ben Holtzman because Hi, ben. we truly would not be here without Ben. But it's very true. It's very true. It's very true. Uh, and I'm also looking at a picture Honey, of Ben Holtzman right now as I we know speak. You are. But uh, we met. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> no, it was amazing. We met at Finding Neverland. We were <gasps> in the audience the same night. And to we went see... back to Chris Dwan's dressing room together. Correct. Thank you. And oh. we sort of like met like at the stage door but we weren't sitting too far away from each other and then we ended up going backstage and bonding like hardcore and then now here we are oh my gosh but that's enough about me but what an evolution of it's it's an evolution of friendship and time and yes 
and rolls. But so yes, 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 yes. <laughs> now it's your turn. Oh gosh. Now they understand how we know each other, but. God, I love that. Thank you for reminding me. Couldn't remember. I thought it was a little like topsy turvy, so. Yes. I figured, but. Now, as I ask in almost every interview, I want Hannah to paint everyone a picture of who you were growing up, where you grew up, and if you remember both the first show and the first Broadway show you saw. Yes and yes. Okay. So, well, a lot of great questions there. So, first show, first show I saw and first show, first Broadway show I saw. Mm. You know, I think the first show I saw was Annie that my dad and sister were in and I was with my mom at the rehearsals and you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. we definitely picked them up but I was honestly like five years old so I think that was the first show I saw yeah my dad was FDR it was unreal it was very cool and my sister was Pepper so she said shine like the top of the Chrysler building very popular Um, (laughs) yeah very popular orphan um and then the first Broadway show I saw was Beauty and the Beast. Me too. Seriously? Me too. Oh my God, when that castle turned around, I blew up. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I think I saw it at the palace, and then I saw it again at the Lund, whatever, Fon- I don't know if yeah. I'm saying it, Fontaine. I get you. The Lund Fontaine. I, yes, yes, yes. Where we met. Anyway, Where we keep met. Going. <laughs> oh my God, full circle. Um, so those were the shows, but, but yeah, growing up, I did community theater and I'm I'm from upstate New York um and I I didn't realize how cool upstate New York is and and was until I moved away Mm. I moved to Chicago after college and it was just a really cool place to grow up I grew up in western New York until I was seven years old and that's where I did a lot of community theater and then I moved um, east towards the capital region, towards like Albany area, basically mm. in a suburb in between Albany and um, like Lake George, the Adirondack Mountains. So, but and there was a great theater program at the school, and you know, theatric. I'm talking theatrically now, sure. but but I was a really good, good, good girl, and then I wasn't, and and because you know, shit happens in our life. And our lives, and and it just, you know. You were like a little goody two shoes. I was a goody two shoes, and then familial stuff happened when uh-huh. I was thirteen, and it was it was like I turned into a witch then, because it was like oh my god, you know, it was one of those moments in your life that like, you're like oh okay, well my parents are people, and there's going to be bad stuff that happens in this life. And, you know, we all discover that at different stages of our life. That was 13 for uh-huh. me. So there was a big shift. It's a trying and, time. Yeah, certainly, certainly <sighs> was. Um, so I think my, my spirit shifted at 13 years sure. old. I was, of course, very much still involved in chorus and drama club and that was such a source of happiness and Uh purpose for me and I'm so fortunate to have had that growing up but spiritually yeah I there was a shift wow in me at like 13 years old and it was like oh I don't have to be goody goody and the edge appeared I truly (laughs) love that and came about and you know it was like and it certainly, it certainly has influenced who I am today. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I'm not afraid to make certain decisions. And I'm, I don't know, fear was, 
fear was gone a little bit. Love that. You know, when yeah. when something bad happens in your life, you're like, you have to figure I, it out. This was this is so scary. Yeah, you have to figure it out, and you're like, wow, this was so terrifying. So I guess it can't get worse much than worse that. than this. So yeah, so there was an element. I'm please, I'm I'm scared of many things, but at that point in in my life, it was like, okay, wow. I, I guess I'm essentially I'm I guess I'm more brave than I thought I was. And thought you could be. Exactly. Were so, you, in addition, were you, um, I'm using air quotes, but were you cool? Like, or were you doing, like, <laughs> were you the kind of kid who wanted to be at rehearsal on a Friday night until 6 o'clock? Or did you want to be, like, at 7-Eleven? Oh, my God, definitely rehearsal. Okay. Yeah, oh, I was not, I, <laughs> I was, like, not a part of, like, the popular group. I, well, so, I'll give you an idea, like, I, in the superlatives at the end of senior year, yeah, you know, of out of a class of 800, I won most likely to be famous and most dramatic. Not sure if that was positive, but I'll take it. Oh, they're both positive. But, and you have succeeded in both. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you, Shenandoahua, for singing that for me. Um, Shenandoah High School, hi. Um, anyways, but, but, so, but I was a total drama kid and yeah. chorus kid, you know, and, and those were my people. And for sure. And, you know, I'm still dear friends with some of them. Me and too. Yeah, totally. And it was a really, really positively influential time in my life. So I wasn't cool, but I was, like, cool in those You were circles. cool in that circle. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. I was happy yeah. in those circles, you know? And that made me feel cool, I guess. Yeah, it's the know? best feeling in the world. Yeah. Well, so did you know early on that you wanted to do this professionally or that you were going to give it a try? Did you yeah. accept the call? At, like, do you remember? I do remember walking in the woods one day with my mom. The woods, you know, upstate New York. Didn't realize it was cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember walking with my mom in the woods one day, and I was like, Mom, I'm going to NYU, and I'm, I am going to be on Broadway. Like, this is real. Done. And it was about, I, I think, honestly, like 12. 11, 12 years old. So it was like, okay, yeah. My boyfriend calls me a lifer. I mean, it's it's very true. You yeah. Know, I was from like five years old watching my dad play FDR in, in the community theater production of Annie. It was like, there was a spark. For sure. You know, and then I, of course, started doing mm-hmm. community theater there as well. And so, yeah, I, I'm a lifer. What were some of the things that you did in community theater? Mm. Gonna get in trouble for this one. King and I. King and I. I did it too, but I will not get in trouble because I played Lewis. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I did King and I. I did Sound of Music, which was which was a big turning point because that's when I was a little bit older. I was, well, older. I was like seven. And it was right before we moved um, from Western New York to the Capital Region. And I remember when I got the call that I was going to be in it. Who were you? Were you Liesl? Um, no, I was or? Marta. Oh, Marta. Marta. And... Freaking out, running through my house, such such joy. Yeah. I will never forget that day. So you know that was one of yeah. Thank you for reminding helping, you. Yeah, thank you for helping me. Re- you know, remember that. That was well. I mean, community theater. I I have to say, I think is very formative. Super informative. I, 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 most of the shows I did in community theater were also very bizarre. Like I did rags in community theater. Oh my god. Fiorello. Whoa, culture. Barnum. Okay. So we really, we ran the gamut. Kind of obscure, which I right. really love. And we appreciate it. And the seats were generally, like, very full at this point in 2004. Definitely. So things were going well. Packed houses and the joy. Of that. The joy. Like, such 
joy. Unbridled joy. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's what it is. But yes. Yes. all right. So now we don't go to NYU. We do not go to NYU. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that wish is not happening. Um, no, it did not happen. I went to Syracuse University. Right. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I went, I remember getting in. I, well, initially I remember my mom being like, well, how about Syracuse? I'm like, Mom, that is way too close. Too close to home. We are not, but we'll try it out, you know. And um, and I remember going on a Prospective Students Day and really, really Digging it. loving it. It was just like. The vibes were good. Yep. Yep, and that's I, I think that's what it is when you are looking at schools. You know, you have to feel, you have to trust the energy For around sure. you. And I did, and I felt really good within the theatrical department space. And even on the Hill, you know, they called it the Hill in downtown, which is where the theater kids studied downtown. And, like, up on the oh. Hill was really cool, too, which is, like, you know, where the communication school and marketing right. and, you know. Like the more liberal arts. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. University. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did um, you... Um, uh, how many schools did you apply to? Um, I think I applied to like eight or nine. Okay. Um, got into all musical theater. Ithaca College was I auditioned at Ithaca for vocal performance oh. and musical theater. I got in for vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Did not get in for musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very, very upset. What were they? <sighs> devastated. But like, devastated. but also, you know, total devastation. <sighs> but it's like, it's such a lesson in auditioning and how you, how it's kind of impossible to prove who you really, really are. When you in don't like, even know at that age, too. Firstly, yes, uh. that you don't even know who you are at all. Well, first, that's that's a lifelong journey. Who we right. are, you know. Right. I mean, that's that please. We're another whole podcast. We can't we can't get into that can of worms. But but um, but also like to prove yourself in four minutes when you walk in that room, it was just like it's it's crazy. I mean, and that's our life now yeah. with the, with auditions and, but, I will always stress when it's meant to be, it will be. Yes. And when you get a good vibe and you feel comfortable and you feel as though the people behind the table, quote unquote, are buying what you're selling and Mm -hmm. accepting your energy and your X factor, that is when it happens. So it's like, yeah, okay, we didn't get into Ithaca, but it's like they weren't accept, you know what I mean? It just wasn't meant to be. And maybe we would have another year. Yeah. Wishful thinking, but. (laughs) (laughs) Please accept us. (laughs) (laughs) But I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Syracuse, it was honestly one of the best, best things. What was a, it's such a broad question, but what was sort of like, what was a typical semester like? Were you in all black clothes rolling around on the floor, <laughs> like crawling in movement class and voice and speech? and Definitely first year, yes. A yeah. thousand percent. Um, just like super fundamental classes. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to condition everybody, get everybody on the same Let's page. find a place of neutrality. Yes, yes. Let's break everybody down. You must cry. Uh, yes, you must. Oh, God. But, you know, I didn't like those teachers that were like, like, for instance, we had this one teacher that was like, you must, it was a Meisner teacher. Everyone would cry in his class. Um, and it just, in my opinion, it, it didn't service anyone's creative process. Now, others will absolutely disagree with me. But on the other hand, we had this teacher, Rodney Hudson, whose name I will proudly say, I mean, he's 
He was the best teacher I've ever had. And now people would be emotional in his class. He was certainly intimidating. You know, we we literally, he walked in the first day of scene study class sophomore year, and we were all lined up, you know, sitting up along the wall. And um, he walks in, and he's like, why aren't you warming up? Mm. Why isn't everyone warming up right now? You know, so that immediately was like, okay. That's we what are, we're doing. We are, you know, threatened by him. Not threatened in a bad way, but just like, whoa, okay. Like, we, we are go- provoked. We, we are. are provoked, exactly. And, and, and that was intimidating, yet really, really helpful yeah. and inspiring. And like I said, he was, he was a teacher who, you know, <clears throat> evoked some fear, but like... In a good way. In a great way. Yeah. And put on this like artistic pressure to just be the best right. we could be. So so yes, first year was very like fundamentals and, and you know, as, as it as it went on it was it was just a really lovely exploration mm-hmm. for me. It was of course. the friends I made there, you know, freshmen weren't able to um, to be in shows. And I didn't get cast in show in a show until the spring semester of my junior year. Whoa. So that was pretty scary. However, like top of sophomore year with my friends there, I was like, we're doing Dog Sees God. We did Dog Sees God in like an attic. You know, so yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, okay, we can make our own projects. And, or and we that, can like sulk about. Or we can sulk, you know, and always make your own project. Don't yeah. sulk. Just, like, do it for yourself. Make it for yourself. That is, oh, my gosh, that's, like, instant gratification yeah. and pride and fulfillment. Um, but, of course, you know, when people do hand you over these opportunities, that's huge fulfillment and as well. And what was that play or musical that you did? Well, so it was <laughs> spring of my junior year was I Love You Because. But the thing is what happened my senior year, which I would, you know, I think back to this yeah. moment. please. And I would not trade my entire process of not getting cast for, you know, mm. semesters worth for anything because I was cast as Sally Bowles in Cabaret. Senior year. Senior year. And we did it in the um, Syracuse stage performance space because the SU drama space shared a building with Syracuse stage. Um, which is either Lord D or C Theater. It's a, it, They put on fabulous productions. Yeah. And so we were given that space to do the show in. It was an incredible director, David Wanstreet, and just the most formative, fulfilling experience. And I and that was a shift. That was a huge uh-huh. shift in essentially in my artistic career because essentially I jumped off the cliff. You I, have no choice. I had no choice. Sally, Sally gives Bo- you no options. Yep. Yep. Of course, if I were to play it today, there would be more, you know, it would be deeper and deeper. But, yeah. but at, at um, what, at like 21 years old, I was like, okay, let's I jump off her. this cliff. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see her. And it was, you know, I felt such pride in a way because I was like, okay, like, I can act. <laughs> I, I know what, you know, it, it felt like a wonderful culmination of yeah. my studies. Um, and... Yeah, initially I was actually going to, I was set to graduate early from Syracuse. Um, At the end of my junior year, I was going to go to Chicago. I got into the comedy studies semester at Second City, but because I got Sally Bowles, I stayed and took like, you know, a general education writing class and um, did Sally Bowles. Yeah. Wow. So then you graduated (laughs) the end end of your fall of senior year. Yeah, I graduated a semester early. I did Sally because, you know, I stayed. You needed to, yeah. Yeah. 
you know. And then no you brainer. moved to Chicago. Well, so then I went home for a bit. Uh-huh. I made some money to be able to go out on my own and do that. Yeah. And yeah, I moved to Chicago with like a literal bag of clothes I and also no friends. Didn't know you moved to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I moved to Chicago in the fall of two thousand and ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. Yep, two thousand twelve. Wow. 2012. Uh, 2011, excuse me. 11, okay. Yes, because I graduated 2011. You know, I essentially... Got it. I graduated, I could have graduated, this doesn't matter, but I could have graduated to that fall 2000 of t- 2010. I left school after that fall semester 2010, went home, made some money. Did your thing. Got ready to go to Chicago and moved wow. in fall 2011. So was yeah. that scary because uh, were a lot of your classmates going right to New York? Yeah, all of them basically. All of them. Yeah. And so you went to Chicago. Yeah, because I'm not a dancer. <laughs> mm. And, and I, you know, I'm a singer-actress. So I was like, okay. And I was non-equity at the time. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, this seems like a really cool scene. I was going to go out there anyways to study at Second City. Right. Um, but before, and I was, you know, I was still planning. I was like, if, if that, if I want to step onto that ship and, you know, go for a sale, great. But also, like, I'm okay to submit. I, I remember, like, sitting in my mom's bed because I was living at home yeah. trying to make money to go. Um, and I was, you know, mailing out, like, hard copies of my headshot and resume to reputable Chicago theaters. and. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually did it pay worked. Off. I was gonna say because I've stalked you relentlessly to prepare for this, I love and you. you worked at some great theaters in Illinois. I did, I did. Yes, yes. I and you know I worked at some like also you know really underground non equity theaters, mm. but but the theater that did respond to my um, hard copy mailing before I even moved was Writers Theater okay. in Glencoe. Oh. Yeah, and they're fantastic. Yes. And so I understudied there. I understudied a little night music. Now, this I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> this my searches did not pull up. <laughs> of course not. Who I did never you went understudy? on. I never went Anne? on. Yes. <gasps> I understudied Anne Eggerman. And yes, it was amazing. It was amazing. Of course, I was like, I wish I was understudying Petra right now, but. but I would kill singing. to hear you. Do we have any voice memos oh. of you rehearsing <laughs> as Anne? No. No, I'm sorry to say, but it was great. I mean, One day we'll get together when Wicked is over. Yeah. Because we're not we'll singing sing for it. recreation. No. Except for. Except for Wizard and Die. <laughs> and, you know, but when that's over, we will be doing yes. a little bit of Anne. Listen, fabulous. Please oh, keep the soprano alive. Yeah, I, I can't that. wait. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's so funny, too, because I didn't know a little night music. Uh-huh. And yeah. I remember going through um, a weekend in the country for the first time. My head fell off. Yeah, you were like, what <laughs> is happening? It was wacko. But, you know, it was so phenomenal to be a yes. part of. You know, it's it was like, you're going to learn a Sondheim piece. Here we go. You know, wow. and that's such a gift. Such well, a I need gift. to go out of order yes, now. No, no, because no, please, please, No, please. because you, we, we, took a, we, we went in a different direction, but I'm really into it. Because, so my best friend, Spencer Glass, mm-hmm. wants to know. <laughs> I feel like we're oh, nearing Spencer. this time in your life yep. now. Yeah, But he needs to know, quote, <laughs> the, <laughs> the ins and outs of your audition process for Harmony, the musical. <gasps> That's what oh he really wants to know. I love you, Spencer. Okay, well, this is a great question. So I'm living... Are we Are we nearing... Yeah, Okay, totally. good. So it's a good segue. Oh, my God. Spencer, God love you. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so I'm living in Chicago. Um, and I had met James Caleri, who's a brilliant casting director here and now a dear friend. Um, 
I had met him at the ART production, or no, excuse me, ACT? Uh, David Cromer, David Cromer uh-huh. directed Rent in Chicago. Oh. And I'm the name of the theater escapes me at this moment, but okay. I saw it because a dear friend of mine, Luke Wygodney, was in it, and James Caleri came out to see him in it. Wow. So we met that evening in Chicago. Fast forward a few months later, they're casting Harmony. And James had heard of me because the Syracuse kids did this thing called the Tepper Semester senior year. I did not do it. James was an adjunct professor for this semester. My dear friends had talked about me. So James had heard about me but had never met me. Um, So we finally met in Chicago at this production of Rent. Months later, I get an email saying, hey, can you put yourself on tape? We're looking for this. We're looking to fill this part of Ruth in Harmony. So I put my man from Funny Girl on tape. <laughs> which, which I have is seen. Still online. <laughs> oh which I was going to say, I don't know if we should ruin the secret, yeah. but it is it's still online. Still online. And, um, Doing really well. I watched oh it last night. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Listen, it's vintage. It's beginnings. We'll, we'll keep it up. It's beginnings. Absolutely. Um, and so then I got an email. So that was the self-tape for it. That was the self-tape for Harmony. Yes. 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 And so I was called to New York to, um, to, the, to call back, to, you know, to do the callback. And um, it was great. There's actually a hilarious story. Like, I, I went in and um, I was like, I, I was just like, what is going on? Like, Barry is literally behind yeah. the table. And, and just clarify just, for everybody who, who you mean. Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom is, like, freaking out. I mean, of it course. just, you know, I, I, please, I've been to his concert. Like, yeah. I've been to a Barry Manilow concert. Anyway, so it was crazy. I mean, it just, you know, there was that. It was a singing and, and the scenes and then a dance call. And, and then I got a call that night from James. And granted, I did not have an agent right, so yet. so he was... Directly I was speaking with you. I was non-equity. I had no agent. But that gave he got you your equity yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you big, got you your equity well, card. Well, no, but of course, please, he, 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 I owe him so much. Um, wow. Which life, and I will bring this up right now. Life, and this business is is partly about finding those who will lift you up and will buy what you are selling and will recognize and appreciate your X factor and help you, you know, and, and James has been that for me, James Clary, angel. Um, anyway, so he called me and he was like, you got it. So that's what it was. And it was, it changed my life. Um, oh, I can only imagine. It changed my life. I mean, being in a rehearsal room at 24 years old, right. Tony Yazbek, Will Blum, right. Leanne Larkin, who's Miller's son I would sing along to in my one-bedroom apartment who, who in could, Chicago. But who could also forget if Mama was married with Laura Benanti? Please. I mean, I <laughs> cannot. It was like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right now in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And it was it was the biggest gift. You know, we played the Alliance and... In Atlanta. You went to the Amundsen too, or we went to the Amundsen, and it, you know, it's just it was such. And that, a gift. do you feel like that was sort of like the spark now? Yes. And now, does yes. Hannah come to New York City? So yes. She does. Okay. Yes, she does, um, <laughs> and she does, and she, you know, and then, and then, you know. The journey continues. Sure. You now know? we're pounding the pavement a little bit. Or oh, for sure. And are we working I, with representation at this point? Working with representation at this point. Yes, yes, who I'm still with. 
And um, yeah, but like, you know, I understudied an off-Broadway play at Theater Row right after Harmony. What was that? Um, it was called Ethel Sings, and it was about yes. Ethel Rosenberg. Um, Did you go to the EPA for that? Or were you, I think I had you, an you had an appointment for that. that? Did you? No, no, no. <laughs> I was just wondering. I thought, honestly, this is so crazy, but I thought that I had taken a class with the woman who cast that show. Ah, Pat McCorkle cast yes. it. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. it was her, uh, some, I think it was with her associate, and I thought that she had mentioned that the person who got this job went to the EPA, and I just remember, but oh. maybe it wasn't Ethel Sings. Maybe it was a different show. I just remember being like, wow, that's so cool. But I was going to say, if that was you too, my God, another point Listen, for Hannah's no. awesomeness. Thank you. No, EPAs are powerful. And yes. And then they fucking work, honestly. It's true. George Abood star of the world was cast in the visit I believe from an EPA uh, which hi George you're masterful correct unique angel and the visit was also my joy and dream but joy anyway joy and dream I the, love art, the, the art the art the visit but anyway yeah, yeah yeah we could talk forever I have, to, I have to make sure Hannah gets ready for her show today oh so I have God. to I have to yeah. speed through but please, please please what should we do should we go backwards now Anything. should we go wicked and then down yeah. Or do you want to go reverse? No, we can Merrily do... Merrily we roll along. All we right. can do... We can talk let's, Wicked. Let's, we're here at the Gershwin, so yeah, let's do some Wicked. we can totally talk Wicked. <laughs> Definitely. There's a lot to say. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Okay. So, what I wanted to ask you is... It's a two-parter question, but basically, if you could please describe the audition for Wicked. Yep. And then sort of what Hannah does in the privacy of her own home to prepare for an audition. Sort of like the intricacies of like what that is like for you. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I was talking about this. This is a precursor to like what I'm about to say. So I was talking about this with a dear friend, Melissa Rose Hirsch, the other day. And it's and we were essentially talking about finding our voice. And so it, so now in my life, I try, I've been given opportunities where I've been able to find my voice. Uh Um, And that's been great. And so when I got the audition for Wicked, I tried not to psych myself out because these are standards by this point. These are songs that everybody knows. My brother who's an accountant. (laughs) Thank you, brother who's an accountant. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like, okay. Going into even preparing for this audition, how do I find how how do I remain comfortable within my own body, within my own spirit, and you know possessing my own voice on this material? And I've had to keep that in my mind throughout this entire process thus far. So um, I got the audition, and I was excited. But I had been in for it when I was 24. I didn't get a call back. It was like a pre-screen. I didn't get a call back. And fine. We moved on. And, you know, journey happened yeah, as it should have. For sure. Um, so, I, so I got this audition and I was like, okay, this is awesome. Honored. Thankful to be going in again. Um, it would be great. But I also know that, you know, it will be... I will get if I if I move forward I will be a standby I will be going on tour I will be you know what I mean like it's it's a it is rightfully so a journey even when you get hired here you know within the wicked stratosphere um and I'll unpack that as well but yeah so so I got the audition I remember trying to play it off because I was nervous but I was like nope don't be nervous like it's fine just be you you know so I go in on, I believe, like, February 5th or something around there. And um, 
I do End of Defying Gravity, I do End of Wizard and I, and I do the Lion Cup scene with Fiero. And it goes well, and they're like, okay, thank you so much, and they put me on tape, and so I was like, okay, great. So I remember going to my friend Will Blum's house afterwards, and I was like, I don't, I, I don't know if they liked, I think, I don't know, like, it was very... You were feeling self-conscious because maybe you weren't worked with, or I, maybe... Yeah, you know, I was worked with a bit, uh-huh. but, you know, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even self-conscious so much as, like, I, I don't really know. I really have no clue. Maybe they liked me, maybe they didn't, you uh-huh. know, I think it, it, it was... I don't know. It was kind of hazy. Um, and so I kind of just let it go, as as we all need to do. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and, and you know, the actor on it was just like, I throw away sides after the audition, and I could not agree more. I just think it's like, it's just healthy. It's just healthy that way. You go in and you do the best work you can, and if you're prepared that you have done every single thing you could, and you leave. So I went, and I, you know, I did my best, and I was certainly prepared, and then I left it, and I just forgot about it. Um... So that was like a Tuesday, I believe, and like, you know, the week went by and the weekend happened and I'm at home on a Monday afternoon around five o'clock and it was funny, I remember I got an audition at the end of the previous week and I was like, oh God, I really don't know if I'm right for this. Um, I just was really battling whether or not to go in for this particular Uh audition. You know, the life, the life that we lead. Um, Honored to have the audition, but not sure if it's right for me and what do we do, but you know, I'm unemployed, so what, you know. So I'm sitting on this on my chair at home, and I'm having this inner conflict about this other job, and I get a call from my agent, and he's like, hey, Hannah, um, I'm going to loop in your managers right now, and I'm like, what? And he's like, I just wanted to call, we wanted to call and tell you that you will be playing Alpha on Broadway <laughs> in the spring, and I jumped out my window. <laughs> it was nuts. No, I like, I at was... At five o'clock on a Monday. Yeah. As you were second guessing, sort of like another shall job. I go to this? Yep, yep, yeah. Oh, life changed. Were you home alone? Alone. So I called my mom. <laughs> I faced under, and I told her, and I was like, "We did it. We did it. We did it." You know. Had she seen the show with you back? I had seen the show with her on tour, but um, original cast. I went with a friend and wow. her mom for her birthday like original cast in April, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I have seen the show with my mom. Yeah, so it's so powerful. Ew, yeah, and and just, you know. The pride I think, of that. Yeah, and any parent of like a performer is. Swells even at the remotest of parts. Yes. So you can't even. Yeah, and is always worried, you know, kind of in the back of their head, like, oh God, what is my child going to be doing and how are they going to be making money? and. Mm-hmm. Will they make, you know, will they fulfill their dreams of X, Y, Z within yep. this business? And so I I was like, we did it. We did it. Wow. This is cool. It was like life change. And I truly, to this day, cannot believe that it happened like that. Yeah. I feel the most lucky because um, I know that's super rare. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, going back to what I said, you know, like I had anticipated going in and, and if they did like me, I would be a standby or, or um, you know, on, on tour, maybe, uh, who knows? Right. Who knows? Just working my way up to this, you right. know, playing Alphaba on Broadway, the biggest honor, um, right. because it, it's so hard. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a very it's a challenging role. It's a really, really I'm challenging. I'm still so honored that you're sitting here and talking with I'm me. I'm so but, happy to be here. But Got so, so much to say. Obviously. Let's dig a little bit more then, just really quickly. Um, what was it like to walk into this already running show? So what was expected of you to walk in knowing or have 
What was what were you expected to know on the first day? I came in fully memorized. Text, um, songs, text, songs, all everything. Of it. That, and that's what I do. So you you know you asked about the audition, and I just say be yourself, know your lines, and just do you. But for for something like this, going into a show, once you have the job, yeah, I I like to come in. Right, the material's not changing. Nope. I exactly for this. No, no, no. We're frozen. So, yep, yep. So yeah, I was fully memorized, um, and just so I could take Move in and risk exactly, and... exactly, and. So yeah, I was fully memorized, and and they were appreciative of that. Um, I had a whole month of rehearsal. I was filmed a lot during my rehearsal process for the flying lessons. They're incredible. Series. Thank you, you must watch them if you haven't. Thank you. They are incredible. It was thanks. I I'm very happy with them. I love them. It 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 posed um, a challenge though during my rehearsal process. Sure. I was like, okay, I'm on. Yeah. I'm literally on camera of right now. Um, which now I'm so thankful because to have that documented. But it's documented, scary because the yeah. rehearsal room is a closed, like yeah. safe space. Yes, and and you know, please, the director and you know the videographers were were phenomenally kind and chill and respectful. But it it still yeah, was a vibe for sure within the room. Um, but yeah, I came in fully memorized and like I said to this day, just trying to infuse me into the role because that's all we can do as mm-hmm. artists and it's all we should do as artists yeah not Absolutely. all but i guess i guess that's one of the main things yeah. you know just like know who you are or at least strive to really know who you are and bring that know who you are know what you're good at and bring that to the role because that's what you have and that's what only you have exactly so then what is a little bit of like your cuz i have to leave you soon so yeah. what is your process before the show begins i do a full warm-up vocal warm-up body warm-up yeah vocal warm-up body warm-up um and i try to be in the sun Uh uh-huh and i try to well you know i try to have like a good healthy meal not too close to showtime but you know just i try to do things that joyful as well because this is a job at the end of the day of course and it's coming to work every night and it's yes it's playing alphabet on broadway which is wacko um like wacko in amazing in an amazing <laughs> yeah, way but, it, but it's but it's a job and so you know and it's pressure it was funny i was riding the elevate the elevator up with someone yesterday here in the building and he's like you excited for the show i was like well that is a loaded question yeah, um yeah. you know because it's a mountain climb every single night and so you just drop into the ride. And yeah, you drop into the ride, but it, you know, it's it's a it's a hard ride. Of course, it's a really, it, you know, it's a, it's a ride. It requires a lot of you. Uh, yeah, it requires a lot of strength, vocal strength, physical strength, mental strength. I mean, mm-hmm. you're being bullied on stage, and you're fighting for rights, and you're fighting for yourself, your own rights, animals' rights. You know, I mean, you're you're meeting your hero and, and realizing they're not your hero. You know, yeah. it's like, ooh, just a, it's a beautiful the arc. ride and, and arc, exactly. But when, it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. When you wash off the makeup at the end of the night, is that sort of a symbolic gesture of, like, I'm leaving her at the theater today? Yep. Have you gotten good at? Yep. Good. Without giving away mm-hmm. what it is, because I don't want you to give away any secrets. Yeah. But is there... Um, well, I guess by asking this, you have to kind of answer it. But you will also be like, no. Um, <laughs> is there a part, maybe you don't speak or maybe you don't sing in this part. Is there a part that you look forward to every night? 
That's a great question. Maybe um, it's something that you observe. Maybe it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a phenomenal question. Um, well, I will say what I found in recent times, I really love the top of Defying Gravity when they're in the attic. And she's like, I don't want it. And I can't want this anymore. Hmm. And if they're going to say that I'm this wicked witch, I can let go of who I was. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I'm still going to be called a wicked witch, so let me be me. I don't need to try to search for love or get love or do the right, quote-unquote, right thing. I can do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and... Character-wise, that is a really powerful moment. Yeah. To be like, oh my god, I don't have to be what I thought I had to be, and to be singing Defying mm-hmm. Gravity whilst making, you know, to be singing these iconic verses whilst making right. this discovery is really, really wonderful. And I hope the beautiful thing that will continue throughout your journey as Alphaba is that you'll continue to have different discoveries you know what I mean like Definitely. or moments that fill you in a different way yes I think the longer that you do it I hope that it brings you true joy yes and I know. It, yeah and it will and it will more and more I mean it's it's the biggest thing and hardest job I've ever had yeah and I feel so lucky that it's my Broadway debut. <laughs> I know, I know. Before we both cry, um, oh, God, a both. funny question about Wicked, yes, and then we'll yes. move into Renaissance, which oh, gladly, I love gladly. Um, Jared Lofton on Instagram oh! <laughs> wants to know how you're able to spin the top phi in Defying Gravity. <laughs> if you have any oh tips for the trade. Oh, I love you, Jared. You're unreal. Um. Honey, I don't even know. I just open it up and just blow it. <laughs> you open it up and what comes out comes Spin. out. Spin. <laughs> a ribbon dancer literally pops out of my mouth. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she can't really explain that. She hasn't got the words. But, but gosh, I love you for that question. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Okay. Renaissance. Oh, thank you. Yes. How do we come to be involved in this masterpiece? Mm. Well, I saw a breakdown for it. Um, my best friend Ross Baum is dear friends with Carmel Dean, who composed Renaissance. You're saying it Renaissance. Am I, I saying it correctly? You are. Oh. I say it incorrectly because we did call it Renaissance for so long. And ultimately, it means rebirth. Right. Edna St. Vincent Millay pronounced it um, Renaissance. She did. Yeah. But I think we're telling it now. We're telling the story now. It does mean rebirth. So I know a lot of people were like, I really loved him. I love seeing you in a Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, listen, guys, say what you need to say. Renaissance, (laughs) Renaissance, however. Yeah. But so, so Ross Baum, dear friends with Carmel Dean who composed it, I saw this breakdown and I said, Ross, this looks really cool. Could you potentially put us in touch, you know, for, for me to voice my interest and intrigue? Um, and he did, and he still has that email. And um, I got an audition for it. And, oh, God, I sound like an entitled crazy person. But much like Wicked, it was one audition. And I got it, and I did the lab in the wintertime. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this is the best role I've ever played. Talk about finding your voice. I mean, that is an opportunity that was given to me 
to help me find my voice. Well, speaking of like an opportunity through it, like it felt a very. I mean, it was it, it was in a very small space. Yeah. And you, I think you did, but maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. But I thought that you kind of like spoke directly to the audience at some points, and especially when the audience was invited to the stage. Mm. What was that like? Sort of like being comfortable with that breaking of the fourth wall and. Loved it so much. You loved it. I loved it. Was there an adjustment period, or you just loved it from the get-go? Well, because it was an original piece, Mm. there was such an investment into this role. I was so Edna. I was so Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was so in her shoes. For sure. And... I was I took that journey every night gladly. Oh my god, I yeah. loved that role. And so by the time we were I, able to share with the audience. Exactly. By the time I walked into that AstroTurf circular playing space at the end of the show, I was like, "Yep, let's do this poem. Yeah. Let's do this and let's tell this tale and let's culminate the piece in this way yeah. and have everybody hear it and see it and um, and what helped was I was there with the rest of my cast. For sure. You know, and and being like in range acapella, you know, I love, I thrive with... Well, this music was so rich and complex. Yes. And yeah, beautiful vocal arrangements, like the best. I mean, you know, when you think of the I Love You song in uh, Spelling Bee, that's Carmel Dean. Yeah. You know, that, it, it, I probably shouldn't say too much, but, but she did add a lot to, she, you know, she added her her work to Spelling Bee and, and I hear her vocal arrangements in that in the I Love You song and you know when you think fast forward to Renaissance it's like she she's brilliant brilliant so I just I I loved that and it, there was so there was no adjustment period because I was like in the show I was just so yeah. in her shoes and there was no there was no hardship in committing to that yeah yeah and there's sometimes hardship in committing here at mm-hmm. Wicked because in the beginning, not so much now, I'm feeling more comfortable now, but it's hard to feel ownership over Alphaba in the beginning because so many iconic women have played this part and I've, you know, it's it's just so different yeah. and so originating a role was such a gift in that there was such ownership and I became one with this character and so by the end, of course, when we were with the audience, there was, you This know, great sharing of... Yep. Yep, and I was not Hannah. I was definitely still Vincent and very comfortable with with that story. Well, speaking of another surreal opportunity, Hedwig and the Angry Ant. (laughs) You're making me appreciate my life. (laughs) I mean, I very much appreciate your life. I love you. Thank you. What was the most satisfying part of... I don't know if I say this name right. Yitzhak? Yitzhak. Yeah, Yitzhak, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you What was the most satisfying part of Yitzhak's journey throughout the show? And... Throughout the show. Yeah, um, like throughout that. End, end, the end. Okay. When I do that crazy quick quick change into um, Kristallnacht, who is Yitzhak's drag persona, um, that he had always wanted to be full time, yeah. you know, but Hedwig saw it once, said, marry me, but I will never allow you to be this woman ever in my presence again. And then at the end of the show... I hope I'm not ruining it for anyone, but um, at the end of the show, during the song Midnight Radio, which, unbelievable song, you know, Hedwig grants Yitzhak the permission to be himself and himself 
is Crystal Knock. So I came out in this like literal Katy Perry costume, yeah, yeah. you know, Katy Perry esque costume, and and just like wailed to the roof. You know, it was just so fun. And and I will say, so as Yitzhak, that was so fulfilling every night. That mm-hmm. was so cool. And also the opening number, Tear Me Down. It's like fuck we are in a rock band like, yeah oh, i'm in a rock for band. sure so, but that's also kind of that melds in with like hannah's biggest thrill uh-huh. i mean my 27th year was spent on the road touring the country with a rock band with in-ears in and i was sitting right in front of a drum set and you know and they weren't musical theater guys yeah they were like rock. ready to rock yeah like they were ready to rock and they were like very much in the music world which was so cool it's very cool you know but but these guys although very much in the music world they were like we love this story and we're ready to tell this tale and the tale of Hedwig is just it's amazing yeah it's I feel so lucky to have had that experience oh my yeah, god yeah that's one that I didn't get to see you in and I was oh please devastated okay. YouTube YouTube I know but I, I didn't even realize it was yeah, on YouTube it's on YouTube well, Great. some. I'll be some. finding that. There's a kind of a fierce bootleg. <laughs> I haven't watched it. <laughs> my dad has, though. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. No, but I have seen these YouTube videos. Um, Great. Like That's a really, where I'll be tonight. So. Yeah, a really good bootleg. It's kind of from, like, the side. Okay. But, but in Atlanta, the Fox okay. Theater in Atlanta, someone took a cool video up close. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you've heard it we here. We hate bootleggers, <laughs> but for Hedwig, I'm thankful for it. Thank you. We don't need um, any more wicked bootlegs, but <laughs> Hedwig... Yes. Yeah. We, we're thankful. Yeah. Um, all right. I have to head into my last, like, three questions. Yes, please. Because we have to start getting green. But, so something that I did see you in. Yes. Was as Jerusha Abbott. Oh! <laughs> in Daddy Long Legs, which you were amazing. Thank was you. that the first time that you went on? When, because I, I yep. it yep. was, right? It was yep. like a December. Yes, that was the first time I went on as Jerusha. Yeah, I know. And do you remember if you could sort of like, again, with the painting of a picture, but do you remember what it was like backstage, like getting ready for that? And So nerve wracking, but Megan McGinnis was so fabulous in the role and I was super thankful to her um, that I knew when I was going on. So that, that helped my peace of right, mind, right, 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 you know? Right. Of course. Um, not that that's, that should be the case or is the case all the time, like with cover standbys you know yeah. it's okay whatever happens happens but I knew I was going on I felt prepared and like I said she's she was so fabulous in that role that she helped me a lot understand who this character uh-huh. was um, although I was different than her but you know she in watching her she taught me so so very much so I was very nervous but Jerusha was really a wonderful role in that that was a ride you know you got on yeah, that you ride didn't stop singing. nope you didn't stop. I just did not. It, I did not stop. Yeah. And that was a very linear story. And it just, I got on the ride and I went. For and sure. It was, so it was enjoyable. It was great. I mean, talk about a small space again. Oh, yeah. That was an incredibly small space. Um, but you were distanced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I was. Yeah. I felt, I felt distanced. Distanced. Yeah. But again, a small space. And so I feel like you're the queen of big theaters and the queen of small theaters. We love small art. art we do. House. We love And that. I talk about another score that I absolutely loved. I love that score. I love, love that music. And I love listening to you sing it. Thank you. Thank you. No, Paul Gordon is a brilliant composer. Love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> Are there any rules on Hannah's bucket list? Uh, yeah. And oh. I need I need to. All right, listen up. <laughs> I need to will this into existence. All right. I, I'm, I'm planning on hopefully getting a video out there this year. Um, Yentl. I need to do that. That needs to happen. Yeah. Whether it's in concert or like 
you know, we somehow get the rights, which I know would be the hardest thing ever. But, like, you know, I played Yitzhak. I can look like a man Mm -hmm. easily. And it's a really, really poignant Jewish story. And it's a really poignant female narrative. And those songs. You want in. I want in. I really, really do, you know, and and that's appropriate for me. For sure. You know, and I think, I honestly think if talent is there, people can play, you know, we don't even have to go down this road, but, but this story particularly, it's a Jewish woman. I am a Jewish woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, yeah, that, that is a role that I really would love. Love. Either, like I said, either in concert or if we can ever get our hands on the rights, you know. Um, Okay. I would love that. But also, like, original. Original. Yeah. We're looking for more new works. Yeah. That's that's such a gift. Yeah. You know, that is always such such a high honor. Of course. To be able to give him that, op- you know, to be given that opportunity. It's like, whew, yes. I know. Gift, gift, gift. I'm devastated to ask you the last question, but oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to leave, but I'm you sad. do have to do the show. I have to sing Gravity <laughs> in two hours. <laughs> Which I need to I need to come see you do very soon. But this is how I end every episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love you to end with a love note from you to the American theater. What makes you keep coming back and why does it continue to ignite your soul? <laughs> Um, thank you for illuminating lives, making humanity visible, and enriching hearts and spirits amidst great art. Mm -hmm. Did that make sense? It honestly profoundly moving. Okay. <laughs> I literally I always, just wrote a poem on the top of my head. <laughs> I played Edna St. Vincent Millay. I but always find that question so moving though, because people hard, really do well because people really do it means so much to people. Yeah. And I yeah. love that. And I love spreading that, you know, why we why we do this, why we tell yeah. these stories and humanity. Yeah. Always always make it visible. Yeah. That's all we can do, I think with art try try to do and so you'll stick around i think so you re- you reminded me that i've had lovely theatrical experiences For sure. and a really a really rich theatrical life mm-hmm. so thank you and and i feel lucky i really feel lucky we are you, very you lucky. enabled me you, well you enabled me to feel lucky about my life so thank you well thank i love you, you madly i love you too thank you so thank much thank you for inviting me and all of our listeners here thank and you. without further ado i'm gonna blow you a kiss